Hello, everybody. It is Savoy, um, better known as the head doctress of the E Pray Thought podcast. Um, welcome to episode seven, 30 something. Um, I entitled it 30 something because I've been listening to Scissors 20 something a lot, but obviously I am 32, so why not entitle episode 30 something? Um, Adjusting the mic a little bit, getting the mic closer to my mouth. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so I entitled the episode thirty something because um, there's just a lot happens in your twenty somethings, but a lot happens in your thirty somethings. So, um, yeah. So we'll talk about some of that. So, um, where am I gonna go with this? Oh, this is the first episode of 2018. Fuck it up, fuck it up. New year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Todd, for the sound effects. Um, so, um, we, yeah, we're, you know, one of the hashtags for me in 2018 is no old dick in 2018. Um, I don't know if you guys are keeping any residual dick from 2017 and bringing that into 2018. If you are, I just hope it's really good. Um, none of the dick. Well, actually, one of the dick I received in 2017 was kind of good. Actually, two of it was good. Okay, anyways, but nonetheless, I'm not bringing any of them into 2018. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, let's get into it. Today's guest is the love of my... First of all, I want to say that today's guest is very, very near and dear to my heart. She <laughs> is... Um, she is my mentor. She's my friend. She's my sister. She, she one, one. She has prayed with me outside of Uniqlo when I had when I was like in oh tears talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know that. if I'm gonna be able to do this no more. I can't believe I've been here over. I've been in New York City over a year and I ain't got no job yet. And I'm working at Uniqlo and I at that point I even had no dick yet. I've been in New York for a whole year and had, had no dick. Um, <laughs> And was just feeling like was poor, you know, was just all over the place. And Dre sat, we sat and prayed. And what was supposed to be a 15 minute break became like a 45 minute break. And I want to shout out my manager, Craig. I don't know if he even listens to it, but Craig, shout out to you because <laughs> Craig knew I was going through something. Because when I came back in that 30 minutes, I was like, I need 15 more minutes. And Craig was like, go ahead, go ahead, just go ahead. Go ahead and I was, I was like, shout out to Craig. And that's when I, because me and Craig didn't like each other until, but I didn't like Craig until that moment. And I remember I knew Craig was a real one because a real bitch would only let you go outside when they can tell you were like traumatic, a traumatic experience. But anyways, <laughs> enough about that story. Um, Dre Brown, makeup artist, former TV, TV executive, inspirational speaker, motivational speaker, um, fabulous bad bitch couture, um, all <laughs> the various things virginian virginia native um harlem's finest um the 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 motherfucking baddest just period (laughs) the love of my life i love you so much stand up for me boo i mean sit up sit up so we can get you (sighs) so you can get all my yeah (laughs) all the greatness hi baby hi i love you welcome welcome to the show hi everybody Everybody welcome Dre. (laughs) 
so Dre, tell us a little and bit about thank yourself. You. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. I love you. I and love I, you too. And that all of that is just as true about you because we did this together. This ain't no. You say mentor all the time, and I do appreciate it because we met in a mentor kind of capacity. Yes, we did. But it quickly changed because first of all. You, you know we learned side by side we were out here just figuring things out mm. and trying th- it was trial and error so it was like try mm. this on and i learned this lesson first so let me just let you learn from me because i'm giving you advice that i learned maybe a week prior <laughs> when i had to give it to you but either way we figured it out prior to and me. we're 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 survivors survivors so, Ooh, yeah. now we're not gonna give up no we too cute to give up mm. Mm. These cheekbones too high in this, you know. <laughs> not these cheekbones. The booty ain't as high as it used to be, but the cheekbones are still up there. So I'm not. Well, I've been doing my squats, so my my ass is my Ooh. ass is way fatter than it was. You looking good. Online. You are looking so good. Thank you. He is in <laughs> Thank here like you. <laughs> you are looking like a snack right now, and oh, I can't even on. handle it. Just I won't. Stop. I won't take nothing stop. from you. Stop but, blushing. But yes, I am. I am Dre, and all that you said is. Is who I be. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's just start with, you know, we'll start with some 2018 chatter. Yes. So let's It's already say, been a very interesting year. Yes. 20. Yes. Damn. It's only seven days in. It is. We've had, we've had this year for a week and we already like, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. It has been okay. quite busy and quite, um, eventful but i have a very very positive view of 2018 me like too, me too i never have a negative view of I'm years i'm good like, vibes all throughout i see a lot of uh i'm gonna be using that sparkle emoji mm-hmm. oh, a yeah. lot you okay. know the one that you don't really know what it means yeah it just means like, magical like, yeah. i'm using that a lot because i feel like that is like all over 2018 so shine sparkle play lots of dj yes play lots of dj Khaled music like you need to be feeling very very glittery and and sparkly in 2018 and if you're not then evaluate what is not shining in your life and like loop it up loop it up but um yeah so i'm feeling i'm feeling good about that and i'm feeling great about you know, just like the possibility of everything that's to come. It's really a, it's a good, it's a good vibe going into this year. Okay. So what did you leave in 2017? I'm leaving all old dick in 2017. I, oh, that's not a bad thing to what pack What are you leaving in 2017? What did you leave in 2017? What? Oh, okay. So I've been thinking about this. I think in 2017, I left like my need to feel like I'm in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I think I need to start like a sister support group where it's like, my name is Dre and I'm a former like obsessive compulsive control freak. Like we don't want to admit that because that makes us feel some type of way. But Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is like it works sometimes in our favor to be controlling because we seem put together and all our friends look at us like, you know, she got her stuff together. No, maybe but inside we're panicking inside we are like on fire because your mind is constantly thinking about what you can handle and what you can't or what you can influence so i'm i'm i left that because that was just not a good look that's like a shoe that don't fit and you really you stay trying to wear it and it looked good in pictures but your face all frowned up because your feet hurt like don't do that like 
it wasn't I yes it was not it's not worth it leave that so I left um that and replaced it because I do believe sometimes you you leave things to open up space for something you don't know you need yet but in my mind I feel more like I leave stuff I'm leave stuff in this position to replace it with something that I know that'll work better and so like one of my first things that I wanted to put in that space of overly controlling everything is just embracing flow and that's like my you said you had a hashtag for the year that's like my hashtag is hashtag flow okay and i like it and it feels nice okay so what did you learn in 2017 is that part of the lesson you learned that's the lesson the lesson um i also learned to that i don't know everything Mm. um i'm not a know-it-all but i know a lot of stuff so when you get to a certain point where you know a lot of stuff you rise beyond your years I, yeah, I'm like my mom would say, I've been here before. Like she, you know, she used to be like, that child been here before. Cause you, cause I'm grateful that I didn't have to learn every lesson that I have for myself. So I do have a body of wisdom that I've accumulated, but I don't know everything. And one of the things that I learned was to lean on my knowledge, lean on my experience, trust myself, but also trust when I don't know. And be open to learning a lesson in a way that may or may not make sense, you know, because the truth of the matter is we don't know everything. And some of the stuff that is that we don't know is is so easily learned, but we're too busy assuming we already know it to see that it's right there. Like it's, it, I, you know, that goes back to being controlling. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I feel like know-it-alls are controlling so maybe i am a know-it-all or i was i am i'm delivered delivered. (laughs) i'm delivered but yeah so i would say that okay so what are some of your 2018 goals oh my goodness um uh, one of my big goals is just to go dot 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 like put that in quotation marks so traveling keeping myself constantly in motion I want to just go. So like um, I do plan on traveling a lot more, figuring out how to do my work and my and make my money in a way that takes me to places I haven't been. That's always been, that's been a goal for the last couple of years and it's been manifesting. So just keeping that wheel turning of getting to places that I haven't seen and just moving about. Um, another goal is. Hmm. I think that there's some things that I haven't tapped into that I keep coming up like enterprising things and ideas that people um, that I've been seeds I planted a long time ago that are creeping up and people are reminding me of things that I once said I wanted to do and I have time and I have space in my life so I'm thinking about exploring some things that I put on the shelf so like business ideas like writing stuff um you know just getting out and like doing some creative stuff that I just I'm like oh I'll get back to that you know it's less of a priority but now I'm like no actually I could do that now so come on do it now might as well you you came up here to do it you know Mr. (laughs) Hotspot um but (laughs) but yeah I would say um those are the goals is to kind of like clean off my creative shelf 
that has all these little half half painted ceramic mugs and creative projects. Come on, half painted. Like I'm gonna get back to you. I don't know what I'm I want to put back. on the other side yet. Um, but yeah, just you know, clean that off and declutter, and then make room for some new stuff. Okay. Okay, so Dre, before we like get into the the meat. the the main the meat, so to speak, of the interview, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your career because I'm gonna ask questions about your career. Oh, so I want to make sure that people know are clear yeah. and have you explain. Yeah, so um, my career has kind of been like um, it's a myriad of things, but I would say I've been really lucky to have a career where I was always creative and always um in company with people who really were inspiring and really just impactful and like shaping a lot of things in my mind and the way I see the world so I learned early how to be enterprising so no like my career hasn't really followed a linear path but it's a lot of it is germane to the same vision which is like be creative make money so I started my career out of college, Howard University. Come on, HU. <laughs> Come on, HU. Um, woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, bison. Um, so I started my career in television, um, uh, working for Viacom MTV Networks, and I bounced around over there for uh, about five years. Um, a lot of people now know me as a beauty professional, but um, I've always had that kind of like Clark Kent Superman thing going on. So I started doing makeup, didn't have no clue what I was doing in college because I didn't want to work at like the mall because I just like I have like I think I have undiagnosed ADHD because I just couldn't focus on like I needed to be creative and that needed to be the way I made money. So I started doing Howard is a very fashionable school. I started doing straight back cornrows and and you know eyeliner out of my dorm room and it just kind of turned into actually me knowing what I'm doing this is all pre-youtube because had I had youtube I probably wouldn't have messed as many clients up as I did in those early days I was like girl that looks good you know it's gonna be dark in the club at the party tonight I was messing with you. the reason some girl did not get a number after dancing for hours I, with the one, I'm one man. I'm serious. But there was, look, hey, we all have a, a beginning. So right. luckily, I decided to invest in learning from people who actually knew what they were doing. So when I moved to New York, that was my side hustle. So I was working in television. I was at MTV and VH1 and, um, you know, but everyone knows you don't really make a lot of money straight out of college. So... <laughs> the hustle had to be on and if I wasn't going to be like you know selling hot dogs in Times Square I needed to find a a way to make money so I started you know I was hustling and then that kept my career in beauty kind of going under the radar going parallel to my media career went on to Bravo and then um Left Bravo and went to WeTV. My my career really excelled in the TV world pretty quickly. Um, and I was blessed to get into management level while I was still in my 20s. And that was cool because it was I was in marketing. I was in branded entertainment. I was working on everything from like the VMAs to like shooting shows and housewives and all of that. You know, I was I was kind of like seeing this whole reality TV thing kind of explode in front of me and didn't really understand that I was a part of something that was going to be so impactful on media. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm doing all my beauty hustles and I'm actually getting to the point where I can book my own clients. And it was like I had one foot in two different worlds. And um, when it got time for me to make a choice, I had to really figure out what was going to make me the happiest. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it, it, it came to be that, again, um, I was ready to make a change. I had worked in media for a long time. I was starting not to get disenchanted or jaded, but I was starting to not feel like the creative challenge or the creative stir anymore. So I saved up a bunch of money. I was always kind of that girl who was like, I'm going to be a risk taker, but I'd be damned if I'm going to be Poe while I'm doing it because I was just terrified. I'm like, I just can't be poor in New York City. There is something that people don't know. Being poor in New York City is is very scary. <laughs> there are places where you can be poor and you can be all right. It is, it's fun to be poor in New York City in the summertime. Man, it's fun to be poor in New York City when you have a lot of friends and there are couches. But it's scary because you you take one trip around Port Authority and you get really humbled in your life. And you start being like, no, nah, I'm not going to jump out of this window and take a risk. I'm going to plan a little bit. So just a little, plan. Just a little bit. So I saved up some money and I ended up. You know, quitting my job, submitting my resignation at WeTV um, in 2013, I want to say. It's been five years now. Um, and I didn't know that I was going to do it. I went through like a, you know, a process of like self-discovery. And I knew like I had to do something, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't, even if I, even if I wasn't 100% sure of what that something was. So I resigned. I um, had about six months of money in the bank to live off of and I had to hustle so um I just decided I was going to do beauty full-time and figure out a way where my skills would kind of spread throughout so then it was no longer Dre the TV girl it was Dre the makeup artist and the um motivational speaker and you know beauty ambassador and that's kind of where I am right now Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So, what section would you like to start with? Eat, pray, or thought? How would you like? To I think we out? should always leave thought for the end because that's where the juiciness is. Okay. And um, uh, I let you choose because I am I I really I am at the mercy of this beautiful process with you. So you you choose. Okay. So we'll. I'm we'll here go for in, it all. It's a new year, so we'll go in order. We'll okay. Go in order. So we'll, we'll start with eat. Uh -huh. So when was the last time that you danced during a meal? You know what's funny? I've been eating so good. That's why I really got to chill because I gained some weight over the holidays. But I it did. was all happy weight. And it all happened to be in my lower region. So I'm I'm kind of here for it. Mm. But I know I can't choose because nope. if, I, if it goes away, it's just going to go away. So I'm going to just enjoy it for now while I... You know, get back into my cardio, but um, thick say I'm just, you know, they are buoyant, so trust and believe they will save you in the in the thick of it. But um, I would say the last time it actually was a couple of days ago because my sister got gave me my entire life 
with this ribeye she made with this compound butter Ooh, and no roast compound butter. I don't you even, don't, first of all, I don't know what compound butter is. Like me neither. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I don't know what it is. I come in the kitchen and there's something she's like look just let me do my thing get out of my face because the truth of the matter is my sister's an amazing amazing cook so like i just wanted some steak i just wanted like you know i knew it was gonna be good but i had to put this on the gram it was so it was amazing and i did a little bit of like i might have gave some you know shoulder action holy ghost yes, shout come on shoulders a little bit because it was i'm still talking I, I mentioned it to her like yesterday like you got to say to somebody, that damn steak. Like, you just say it and you just leave it there. Like, drop the mic. You don't even have to give any kind of adjectives or descriptors. It just left such an impression. And it was gone in, like, 10 seconds. Like, I bodied that. But that was the last time I danced with my food. Okay. So, what's your favorite late night snack? Oh, boy. Now, this is late night slash drunk, right? This is like... Yeah, well, you know, late night in your In your... When you're, this is when you're not making your best choices. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My late night... It's a, it's a toss-up. Because, again, it's usually something that is not... Wouldn't be terrible if it was like two in the afternoon. But you just know better. Because you know you're going to go straight to sleep. It's either wings, which, mm. are, which always win. Because... <laughs> There's so many good wing spots in Harlem, too. They're, like, amazing. Um, or Mexican food, which I'm just, like, in my spirit, there's, like, some there's South a of the... There's a senorita. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I Yeah, there is someone in there that is, you know, rolling her own tortillas and, like, you know, doing a cha-cha somewhere. But, yeah, so it's a toss-up between those two. Um, but, yeah, a wing will just... You know, sometimes soul. I just need one, but the truth is I'm not going to just eat one. Yeah, because who, who does that? Because I try to be classy with it. So I'll have like a really expensive like glass of like Malbec and I'll have some wings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I, real, I, That's real classy. That's real I, bad and bougie. Be, well, because I'm just, you know, I, I still have my mind about me. I'm like, you know, if I wash it down with good wine maybe the cholesterol that's probably building up in my arteries will be washed away. I just think something of, like I try to have a rationale behind it, but yeah, some wings, you know, a carnitas taco. Okay. Okay. I'm right. trying to tell you to get, it'll bring you back to life. Come on, bring you back to life. Yeah. Back no. to life. Back to reality. Oh, you just took me back to belly. I just had a belly flashback. Ooh. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Shout out to Nas. Hey, He's nice. single, single again. Oh, my god. Back on the prowl. Um, okay, so last eat question. Tell us a fond memory surrounding food. And Dre's <sighs> drinking ch- chai tea, correct? Yes. Ty hooked me up with the chai. See, I just made a rhyme. I should drop an album. Go um, ahead. Come on. I got bars. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. That's a question I'll ask later. Okay, ask me that later. Okay. Um, fond memory around food. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I'm one of my best friends, my best friend, I don't even know. I'm not even going to mention names. I'm going to protect the 
change names, protect the innocent or whatever, like they say on TV. But one of my best friends and I, we've we've our lives have grown and our lifestyles have grown in parallel as we've been friends over the last maybe like 12 years. And we laugh because there were times when we just didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So we were neighbors at one point. And our and now we're so our lifestyles are so much different and we go we travel together and we eat at nice restaurants <laughs> and I was like do you remember when we used to eat like tuna and like Kraft macaroni and cheese mm. now mm. back in the day Kraft had a white cheddar mac and cheese I don't know if they still make it I think all I see is like the orange one but we discovered that they had a white cheddar macaroni and cheese. And this is for all y'all know that Dre is a paleo eater and gluten-free. These are my pre-paleo gluten-free days. Please don't judge me. But we made tuna salad and we mixed it with the um, the white cheddar macaroni and cheese. And that was a meal. And we were like, did we just come up with something? And I'm going to tell you right now, it was fire. You can judge if you want. But that's a fond memory, and we probably would still eat that, even though we ain't, we don't have to anymore. But that's a, that was probably in two thousand six, um, yeah. And you had to make you know make a way out of nowhere. And I probably was drinking two buck Chuck mm. on the side of that. What is two buck Chuck? The two dollar bottle of wine from the Trader Joe's. Boy, oh, you better get your I life. And I'll two buck Chuck. I, I still buy two buck Chuck. I get there's a sweet red wine from Trader Joe's. I might get that tonight because it feels I'm like a just, red wine. I'm, sweet red wine. They, shout out to TJ. T- you can <laughs> get you can have a weekend's full of fun for like eighteen dollars. Exactly, the best, the best type <laughs> of fun. So that's a fond memory. She knows who she is, and she knows we got down with the tuna fish and the mac and cheese, and we probably still would today, um, even though we don't have to. But. It shows that you know Gross. when you have good when you have good company and you feel joy about your life, you can be fed by anything. Like you can, you know, what I'm saying. No, I I mean that in the truest sense because I've had good food with bad company and I hated it. Mm. But I've eaten trash with people that I love, and we were like, "This is really good, actually, right?" And Remember we those days. Thank you. Crown fried chicken. Oh my god! With your best friends, and you and y'all maybe had to put together to split the meal because you know what I'm saying it gets real. But I, but yeah, that's those are my fondest memories. So, all right, so we'll go into pray. Yes. All right, you ready? So this is Sunday. Let's go to church. <laughs> what is your passion? Or what is your purpose? You know, I'm still figuring out the purpose. Okay. And I think I I I personally think that purpose is like um ever changing is a, is a ever- retrospective. Okay. Purpose is something I think I'll probably be an old lady like somewhere like recounting and being like, Okay, I get it. Well that's what I was here to do because it will be made clear to me. But what I'm passionate about is connection. I've I've been spending a lot of time with that and I realize, you know, people are like and I'm gonna keep it real with you because we talk about this all the mm-hmm. time, you know, from the outside looking in, people will be like, Oh, Dre, you're a makeup artist. You should be doing X, Y, and Z. So and so's got 10 times more followers than you and she are you even passionate about makeup or Dre like da 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 like there's a lot of things that people might assume are my passions because I do them well mm. and my thing is what I had to learn 
about passion is it's not what you do well. It's what you can do without even trying. And so what I'm passionate about is that I've learned is I'm a connector. So I find ways when I am able to be with people and have moments of connection and have moments of like transformation. Like that's what I love about makeup is the intimacy of it. You know, the reason I'm not posting 20,000 YouTube clips a day is because my gift and my what I pull from doing makeup is that private like direct contact with that person like the intimacy and the connection that comes out of it do I love what I do yes it's a beautiful craft and I love the the product that comes out of it but I'm actually more there for the moments leading up to it I'm I'm there for the connection and for the the trust factor so the same thing is when I'm doing when I'm working with young people or when I am creating content or whatever we're whatever I'm working on, I'm always thinking about like how is this gonna bring people together or how is this going to break down a wall that is there to allow some communication to happen or to allow something in the human condition to move. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense to you, but no, that's, that makes sense to me. Okay, well, thank I hope, you. But that's and, and, <laughs> and you. Well, I hope so too. But that is at the end of the day. So I don't know what my life is going to turn into. I don't know if I'm going to have a food truck, raise horses, you know, have a TV show. I don't know. And people ask me what's next, and I'm like, I don't know. But that is one thing. I'm going with the flow. I'm flowing. Thank you. Hashtag flow. And at the heart of whatever it is. It's going to be that element of I'm going to connect with people. I'm going to create a space where people feel like they can be themselves. Um, authenticity is one of the things that I it's a muscle that I train every day. And it's something that I think when I'm in my best place in my career or with my friends, I make them feel like it's they have the freedom to do that as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's what I'm passionate about. I like that. Thank you. Fuck it up. <laughs> I'll try for you. <laughs> this tea is good, Ty. <laughs> this tea is, tea, tea is extra strumpets. I just thought about the Wendy Williams meme when they always be like, <laughs> yes. where she be like, this tea is extra good today. Oh, okay. my God. And he has nice coasters, too. I'm just <laughs> Right? The toasters is real cute. It's very cute in here, So, <laughs> what made you leave TV to go into makeup? And what, what I guess, what, I guess what was the moment for you that made you was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump out and just do. Yeah. Well, you know, we all understand that nobody really makes changes in, unless they are uncomfortable. People who just changed their life randomly, they ain't doing it because they just were lit. It, everything was great. And they just were like, yeah, I'm over this. No, they you move because you are uncomfortable. So like for me, having been on the side of the creative side where I was at tables where content was being created and images were being developed and stories were being crafted. I was privy to a lot of information and I'm not critical of the industry because my whole thing is, is like media and TV has become what it is because of a lot of factors. And I don't put blame on any one factor, but I do, I did see that I was a woman as a black woman. I was young and I was seeing the power that was 
bubbling up around content where we were becoming more and more of a central focus. Mm -hmm. And because I liked to, I, I think with a connectivity kind of lens, I was seeing that we were, you know, my peers and my community, we were being drawn to images that were of us, but not created by us. And I was getting concerned because I was able to see that the profitability of the content that we were creating and that that was being created in places where I was working or in in rooms that I had I had a seat in I wasn't happy with a hundred percent I was it made me nervous and mm -hmm. it was it was it it made me happy in one sense that I was excited that the the screens were being diversified, but it made me nervous because I was like, this could get out of hand. And I don't want to say I was a prophet that, that saw it coming, but it did get out of hand. And as it, as it started to feel, it didn't feel like I was helping my, you know, young women and, and older women and any pe women that looked like me, I wasn't helping them in the, with the seat at the table that I had. Okay. So, um, I just decided that I wanted to get away from that table, sit at another table and see if I could, you know, create a different, um, dialogue, you know, by stepping out. So I did. Were you scared? Were you excited? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's the most terrifying thing because I was the girl who made the right decisions all the time. Mm. That's you a know, word. I was, you know, I, man, I ain't never getting in trouble. I was, you know, you asked my mother, she would tell you, like, she didn't have to worry about me. I ain't had no curfew because she knew I was going to be home on time. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't seeking thrills in my life. I was seeking stability and I that was a, always something that I chased. So I looked for a stable job. I looked, you know, to make a living. I was always looking for that upgrade and that next thing because it made sense. And it gave me a feeling of more and more stability. But I so to jump at an opportunity that I felt freer in, but was there was no solid ground beneath my feet. Mm. I felt like I was taking crazy pills. But um I would say at the point when I did it, I said, it's, it's me, it's now or never, and it's me and no one else. Because I did take the risk in a vacuum of sorts because I didn't, ha I wasn't married. I didn't have any children. You know, my mother was in good health. My family was good. Nobody was, there was nothing that I, there was no one I needed to be, I need to stay in that place for. Okay. You know, and so I was like, okay, this could really, really end badly, but let's just see. You know, plus I was having that. I was thirty. I was having that. You, you know what it is? Nah, that thirty. Yeah, oh I know. my mm. god, that's why this episode is called Thirty Something. Mm. I was having that fire that you get when you turn thirty, and you were like, look, this I need to anymore. fly. <laughs> this working anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, and I think I was just. um I was restless and I let that restlessness kind of turn into kind of like the motivation to just make a move and it worked out. Well, that's good. We got a fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Now, 
about to be like, Ty, you single? Nah. Oh, my God. Single again. I'm just joking. Uh, or maybe I'm not. Um, but let's let's keep moving. Ah, ah. But it's funny that you say, because I feel like 30-something, I definitely, when I turned 30, I definitely was like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do this, these, oh, I need to move, I need to move. And I just jumped and that didn't really necessarily, your your move was more thought of than mine's because mine's the way I went. Yes, but I was privy to yours. I was witness to yours too. And I don't feel like you were, I feel like you were eager and, and you, and there was some impulse there, but I think, I know you had some thoughts. I had some thoughts, but I think once I got to the, the place the next place i realized like oh no this is (laughs) this is oh this no this isn't what i actually this is not what god is trying to tell me to do yeah every leap isn't to the ultimate destination Mm. sometimes you gotta lily pad that shit you gotta do like you gotta hop a few times that's like the niggas i date Hey, <laughs> maybe this is the year that you are not going to land on a lily pad. You will land on the shore and it will be a beautiful, happy ending. We we'll don't know. Maybe. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <sighs> Ciao. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I had like 2014. I want to erase the year 2014 from my history because it was so bad. Really? Because I leaped. I had a beautiful landing. I had six months of amazing growth in my business. I had. And then... I had I learned every lesson that self-employed artists learn in a career. I learned in twelve months, hmm. and that twelve months, I I just hate. I was like twenty fourteen. Me and you ain't never talking again ever. You are unfriended. Damn. You are blocked. I'm not following you no more. I just that's don't. been my twenty seventeen. <laughs> well, but as long as you know that because you've been unfriended you've been blind. you get to put that in a box and you could say when i need to remind myself or humble myself let me go back to that box that i don't like because that is a space of like when i think about 2014 i when i need humbling i go back to 2014 hmm. because it's very easy to get ahead of yourself when things improve but sometimes you can check you have to check yourself and keeping a close memory you don't have to think about it every day and bring it bring yourself down but it'll get you together come on get you together I, you if you can't check yourself then how like come on we old enough to know that's another thing about being 30 you check yourself more than other people check you that's true that should be happening this is true Auntie who <laughs> oh, I okay. keep knocking this microphone. It's okay. It's all right. So, what has been your journey to loving yourself? The journey. And the journey is never ending. So, the journey is never ending. I'll say what my compass has been on okay. this journey because you, you in the dark, you in the woods is like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> you run around, you don't know what the hell you're looking for. I would say my compass has been authenticity like really we all we work in entertainment Mm. you know what i'm saying we know you hear the drake song you know you think about the fake people that you meet or you know you don't know who's keeping it real Mm -hmm. you know and the truth of the matter is there's some level of when you do what we do or you work in the industry we do there's a certain level of cold switching yeah, and of inauthenticity that you accept because you accept it as a necessary evil. And, like, the truth of the matter is it's never necessary because 
the more you can connect with your own authenticity. And I'm saying when I tell you it's a muscle that I've, I'm still training, that means it's something I still am challenged with. Because it's not that you desire to be fake. It's that insecurity and inauthenticity go hand in hand. So if you struggle with anything where you feel like you're not enough in any place, it's going to force you to want to put on the illusion of that being okay. And you're not okay with it. So as I deal with the stuff where I'm like, all right, Dre, get a little more okay with these innate uniquenesses that are you then I can be more authentic and I'm like yo this is no filter like and so that's been the compass the work that I do with young people is probably the best exercise in that Hmm. so one of the things I will let y'all know kids if you don't have any children I don't have any of my own but if you don't work with kids if you don't have access to like a 13 year old city kid find one no like don't go out there and find one like get in trouble like i mean access one that you have permission to access and because they will get you together because one i feel like kids these days are probably the best um they're they're they read people really well they're not they're very desensitized and working with kids is a way to kind of allow your ego to die a little bit and it needs to die. You know what I'm saying? So as I've been working with kids this now, now this last five years, I feel like they don't want nothing from you. They don't want your resume. They don't even know how to spell the word resume sometimes. So they don't want your resume. They do not know what LinkedIn is. They are not checking for you. They really They're start with your Twitter and your Instagram. Exactly. And, your and, and more likely than not, they're going to tell you how to get your followers up. <laughs> you know, they're not really concerned with your the things that drive your ego. They really just want you to show up for them. So in working for working with these kids, that's been my exercise, my like spin class in authenticity, because the more first of all, when I as soon as I start any programming that I do with these kids, I forget about anything that I have that Dre has to be concerned with. I forget about any bills. I forget about any dates that stood me up the night before. I forget about you know everything because i'm like wrapped into like the transformation or the experience i'm trying to create for these kids and they pull me in and that and when i come out on the other side i'm i'm that much better than i was before so i would say that's the path mm-hmm. all right all right so now time for is it the thought wait wait did we finish all the praying yeah we did we oh, did okay we, I didn't ask one question, but I okay. felt like that didn't necessarily. That, you know, we, yeah. I, look, you the host, baby. <laughs> head doctress. Head doctress. <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll just jump right into the Grandmaster Thought. Grand, oh, yes, <laughs> Grandmaster Thought. You can the have King that. The King B. Um, you can have that. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with the most important question yes um, for me at least do you still <laughs> believe in love and if so why uh, <laughs> i do i'm a pisces i'm like a capricorn craze pisces aries taurus gemini cancer oh <laughs> you better not because that I is i wish she wasn't virgo i yeah that's I, one of my favorite beyonce so. do, and you know what i'm like come through missy elliott come yes. through when missy, missy no. used to touch stuff 
that's what Virginia do. Like, I'm just, you know, shout out to Come my on, Virginia. VA. Come on, seven cities. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I'm a Pisces. I'm in love. We're in love with love. Mm. Now, I'm not going to blame all of my behavior on the Zodiac because though I am very passionate about astrology and I, I do hold a lot of value in it, I still make my own choices. But I do believe in love. I think that it exists. I know that I that love exists because I have so much love in my life. Hmm. I may not have my ultimate partner romantically, but I have so much love in my life. And I think that just like energy just moves around aimlessly, it doesn't, it goes from one thing to another. So does love. It just, it comes in different forms. So hmm. like anybody met my mama, they know she love on people hard. Anyone like... I have some of the most loving friends. I have so much, you know, I have people that just randomly want to come and hug me. So I can't complain and say love doesn't exist because I get it daily. Mm. Now, do I have challenges in kind of keeping my perspective? Yes, but such is life. Mm. <laughs> is that an exhale mode? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of way to excel. I'm Loki. Oh my god! I think um, that movie had a resurgence because. Do you know how old Savannah was in that freaking movie? She was 32 years old. Right? I and think I, she says 32 or 33 when yeah, she says she, to her mom, yeah. "I'm 33 years old and I don't have a man," or something like yep, that. Mm-hmm, I said, "Wait, I'm older than Savannah." What? Oh my god! I'm just getting to Savannah's age though. <sighs> Ooh, I, I'm a mix of like Savannah and then Loretta Divine. Like I'm their, their I'm their characters. I'm more. They do, but I'm they Loretta seem like Divine. they had the most sense. Well, yeah, but also in terms of, I think I'm Loretta Divine when it comes to like I feel like when I get my my Gregory Hines, I'm gonna be like her. Where I'm gonna be like, I, 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 for so long I thought that. Yes, <laughs> and you are the one that be like, he's watching me walk away. I, I, I am he's one you are, and you be twisted extra hard to make I be sure extra, he, yes ooh mm. plus you do <laughs> like boys that hang around U-Haul trucks and wear Timberlands so let's just be keep it real mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do alright but zoom. yes I think that so who, what what into Excel character would you say you are right now I am feeling that I'm definitely I, I, I feel a real kinship with Savannah and What's Leela Rashawn's character's name? Robin. Robin. I feel like I am a composite of Savannah and Robin. A lot of um, my friends are Robin. I feel like. And the reason I, I the reason I I believe that is because Robin was not stupid. Like they people used to be like Robin's the airhead. She's the little no. knucklehead friend. She wasn't stupid. She just was kind of like she was fun. But she was aware. She was definitely aware, and she just really was like she had this this blind hope you know Mm. you know and i think that she was just like you know no matter how bad things got because even when she got with the brother who was you know wasn't necessarily looking like the type she was hopeful that hey this could be i might be surprised so like i never want to be jaded and assume that people that there's no more surprise left in my life but then on the savannah note i'm still about keeping my you know my wits about me and having some sense and I do have to tell my mama often, like, no, I'm not freezing my eggs. I know you saw it on Dr. Oz, but no, I'm not doing it tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's a balance. Um, but, yeah, it's a balance of those two. 
Okay, so how has dating in your 30s, how is dating in your 30s compared to dating in your 20s? Um, dating in my 30s. Now, dating in my 30s, I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot more fun dating in my 30s than dating in my 20s. Now, dating in my 30s has been... I've I've dated less in volume. Hmm. Because I was just going... Like, in my 20s, I was just going out. Because I was trying to find who has free wings on Tuesday, you know, like, and I would just be like, Oh, I ended up on a date. Cause I went to happy hour and that turned into a date. But now it's more of like, um, I'm, I consider it something that I need to be intentional about. Mm. Um, I feel that when you set intention on anything in your life, you get the energy you put into it is, is it, it works more, it has more of a focused kind of uh, purpose in your life. So I'm more intentional about it. Um, I'm more open than I was in my 20s. Okay. Funny enough, you would think I would be like, you think all those years would close me up. But actually, I'm more open because I've learned a lot more about people mm. in general. Like I've learned that, you know, oh, my God, the, the if I had known you, everyone always says it. If I had known then what I know now. Ooh. But, um, yeah. I'm not to any of the niggas I talked to in 20 years. You know what the funniest thing is? Except for one. <laughs> but even maybe him not. I maybe. reconnected. Can I, can I, can I segue mm-hmm. for a, re- yeah, a, a recent story? So, I was um, on vacation for New Year's recently. And at just at the stroke of midnight... Um, mind you, I was in out west, so I was celebrating later than everybody else. Um, I get a text from an ex that I dated when I was 24, maybe 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dated him briefly. He was a friend. We had a good time. It was like, but we, we realized, you know, we're not really, we should be homies. We, you know, we're not really... Um, cut out to be a couple and we stayed close ever since we you know we don't live in the same area anymore but we stay connected he's a really nice guy and I got a text and the text um, referenced that you know I guess he had seen me on social media and he's like I wanted to let you know that you are like you're a class act you're one of a kind if I ever did anything to hurt you I want to apologize and it's been 10 years since I dated this guy so I'm like I'm very grateful for all of that but in my mind I'm like dude like is everything okay like it it was really blindsided me because it was so unexpected so all that to be said is that I think back to who I was then and how I and his reference is probably me as a person in whole. But the last time we were together, I was a very different person. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is like, you know, trust yourself in that you're going to learn and grow and become better at being a partner. But your character is pretty much the same, mm-hmm. you know, so trust yourself you know and i think so this told me and it was i was very grateful for the message it was a little abruptly delivered i didn't expect it but it did remind me of like it made me think back to how i dated this guy 
And the way I dated him, that was probably the first time I had a, a relationship not work out the way I w- expected. And it actually turned out for the better because we stayed really cool. Mm. We stayed really, really cool. And so in my mind, I think that it it just brought me forward to say like going in with expect or abandoning expectation and being okay with just developing something is probably one of the things that I'm more open to doing now than back then. Cause again, you, you know, when you're young, you just think you have a vision. Okay. This, this is going to be my man. And then we're going to date for two years and then we're going to get married. And then, then we're going to have babies. And then we're going to have babies. we're going to grow an empire like J&B. <laughs> we're going to boss up. <laughs> you know? And it's all, that's great. But you just, it's weird how, like, you can come full circle and be like, well, maybe I should learn a lesson from my 25-year-old self in that moment because she actually gained a really good friend. And I wasn't pressed about the relationship, but something in the relationship stayed with him to where 10 years later, he's apologizing if he did anything. Mm-hmm. And he did, he hadn't. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is like, don't discount the fact that your character is always going to be at the heart of who you are. You know, trust yourself and like abandon expectations sometimes and, you know, you might come out on the other side with something better than you expected. I'm gonna I'm take that. Cause yeah. I feel like the last situation I was in, uh huh. My one of my good friends told me she was like, "You just you you can't hold on so tightly." And then that's also something like my therapist has said. Like mm. she's like, "You got very caught up in it early on instead of like really mm-hmm. just like letting it be and see what it was." And then had you had just kind of let go a little bit, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been so tight so and just embrace the process because the mm-hmm. thing is the process is just as much as a process for you that person as it is for you and we get lost in trying to i don't want to say we because my whole thing is a lot of times people i if the when you really want to own your lesson you need to use the word i yes come on i can I. get lost in the in the achievement of it all for mm. us achievers, people who Ooh. come on, can I talk to the achievers yes, today? Yes, so yes. I'm an achiever, on, achiever, and my sister and all my friends they'll tell you, I I do things and I win stuff and I achieve things. I'm not better than anybody, but my thing is that I've had a lot of success in my life. So in my mind, I can't. I tend to approach everything as it's a goal of achieving something instead of a goal of Ooh, experiencing this word. This something. This is a word. Come on, word. But you know what I'm saying? Like no, if everything that's is what an beca- achievement, achievement, it's not an experience. Because the truth of the matter is, even when you don't achieve something, you still have the, the, the wealth of experience that it took to not achieve it. It's still a process. So for me, I, I have I learned to not look at going from meeting a guy to having him become my partner as an achievement instead of saying I had to stop looking at it as in that process, but instead look at it as I just met somebody who's in development just like me. And for some reason, our energies kind of rock with each other. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep rocking and they may intensify. They may fizzle out but either way we just gonna we gonna flow parallel for a little while until something changes and i think that has been the healthy thing for me because then it keeps me present instead Mm -hmm. of constantly thinking about 
how much time has been invested, why the achievement hasn't happened, why the, you know, I mean, come on. It's like. Why are you reading my life, though? Why are you reading my life? Boy. This is why, this is why I love you. (laughs) This is why I love you. And this is why we've been tied together energetically for the last 10 years, because we have this same flow and we got to just own our stuff. But that don't mean we can't do no better. (laughs) Mm. Mm. I'm going to do, I'm. We're going to do better. Yeah, I'm going to do better. 2018. Mm, mm. I see now, I feel like that's almost... Okay, so tell us an online dating horror story. Oh, see, this is one of the... All I got to say, two things. If you come across... The horror story starts with the revelation that there are more brothers out here who think it's okay to post a personal photo of them in a bathtub with bubbles than you would imagine. I could not. What's wrong with bubbles? No. Okay, let's peel back this, okay? Ah, I'll ah, be watching ah. a lot of CSI programming. So okay. let's let's do the let's analyze the, the, the details and the evidence here. First of all, you're a grown man in a bathtub with bubbles. Okay. And foam. And a serious face. And you are reclined. Second of all, this is a a photo you're so proud of, you decide to make it public on your dating profile. Third of all, who took the damn picture? Okay. so That's that's, what I want to know. Okay. So you either are. Okay. That's That's a fair fair question. question. That is a fair question. However, why can a man not take a bath and have bubbles? He can have a a bubble bath. I will never deprive anyone of the satisfaction of having a bubble bath. It is very, very therapeutic. But here's the thing. What that picture tells me is one of two things. You're a brother that owns a tripod, a tripod, which just gives me all kinds of assumptions that maybe we know uh, you're not the type of dude I want to rock with. Or you had your child due to the angle and the trajectory of the photo. Hey, little Donnell, won't you, won't you come here and take not a picture of your dad? Why you got to be little Donnell? Why little Donnell got to be taking I don't know. But don't ask your daddy no questions. Just take the picture. Did you crop it? You know what I'm saying? My whole thing is like, who took the photo? And so I can't get past those two notions long enough to have a decent conversation. So then the swipe, you know, left left. has happens. Yeah. So that's one of the, the horrors is that I encountered that type of photography, not once, but maybe five times. To the point where I'm like, is there like a club on or a private group on well, Facebook? Also, like brothers, look, you wanna you wanna smash Tinder? Looks, look, get look. you a bubble shot. Ah ah, get you a bubble shot. But then I think, well, okay, well maybe in the heterosexual world, but I think outside of that, I think like dealing with gay men in particular and, yeah. and online dating mm-hmm. and just social media. So many of these motherfuckers have like a friend that has become their personal photographer. And I think, well, that's not even gay men. I think that's just overall. That's anybody yeah, who has someone who loves them. I have a friend who, but, who but is if you have like, a con- But if all your photos are like literally you got a photographer, I'm wondering how many... Do you have any real friends? Or are they just all your like low key like flunkies? Photog- yeah, photographer who, who flunkies. take your photographers to help you get your following up? I just wonder yeah, those things sometimes. That, so that's not a, just a gay thing. I guess no, I just made not. it a gay thing because I, I I did gay man. I will tell you, I I think that there are so many things that trans that cross 
into the straight gay world like we all going through it so it's i don't think it's isolated in any particular um orientation fair but you let me know if you see brothers with bubbles because i personally i don't get no say i will say i haven't <sighs> seen a lot i get more like gym gym selfies and you know what there i've seen a lot of those too but I don't mind a gym selfie. I, I mean, don't mind a gym selfie either. At least that's something you. There's a lot of mirrors in gyms. You can take a picture of yourself. But I personally never took a, a, a gym selfie. I'm just. Or shouldn't say I have. I take a lot of gym videos. Yes, and I like your gym video. You be on the treadmill. You be showing your progress. You be getting us all, all motivated. I put down the hot wing in my hand and I say, you know what? It's time to go to sleep. Mm, mm, mm. Um, no, but that was one of the horror stories. Was that. I just, I don't want to say that was horror stories. I just was mind blown that I've come across that many dudes in the same tri-state area that think that that's hot. Um, The next horror story, I would say, um, is encountering men that are clearly married. Mm. And it's, it's, it's not even... Do, do your thing. Live your life. Because I've, I, another thing that I'm embracing in this kind of learning experience I have with relationships is that my personal archetype of a relationship, a healthy, happy relationship does not matter nor reflect what others have in their homes Mm -hmm. and in their, and what works for them may not work for me. So I can't judge. So I do give a little bit of benefit to, you know, of the doubt to things because I don't know what's working in your house it, and it ain't got I, it, it just, I think now it's so funny that you yeah. say that because now I think I never asked questions I never asked that question until last year I was like what I'll are start, you married no but I, no more or less not even are you married but I asked people do you believe in open relationships because I'm not doing an open relationship because my man is my man and if he's your <laughs> okay, man <scissor. laughs> I gotta ask we need to talk um, yeah so but if you are a person who's into open relationships, that's fine. And that works for you. But yeah. That's not going to work for me. No. And that's why I'm saying like it's it's just like you were it, your awareness came to a point where it wasn't a crazy question to you. It was a question that maybe you don't ask everybody, but it's in there. It's mm. in that dossier of let me check in. Um, I. That was like that learning took me, you know, it set me down. It did make it did remove a few dating apps from my phone because I was like this. And it wasn't like in a way where I was super sleuth and I figured out, oh, boy, was married. It was I simply had an inclination and I asked, are you married or do you do you have, you know, a wife? And he's like, yeah, but what does that have to do with us having drinks? <laughs> and I'm like, and I laughed at the kind of like the audacity of it all. But I was like, this brother didn't miss a beat. So obviously there are people who don't really mind that. No. And he doesn't see it as an issue, but I do. So I think it's like reminding you mm-hmm. that you have to tap into what matters to you and find that alignment in the people that you date because it would be very off-putting to encounter something like that if you value marriage right Mm -hmm. and and you think oh you know oh my god clutch your pearls but the truth of the matter is that might be what you and your wife do your wife might be you know Mm -hmm. 
checking your Tinder profile every other day to make sure you know what's you, going you, on. You stay in the boundaries. And I don't exactly, and I don't know. So those are probably my two most, you know, remarkable (laughs) um, online dating moments. Okay, so what qualities? Last question. Yes. What qualities do you find most important in a mate? Oh, okay. I think that. Going back to that authenticity, the reason I say is because a person who's authentic and is comfortable in them and their authenticity, um, I feel will be less likely to lie. So I don't have to say honesty Mm. because I feel like that'll be a byproduct. And I feel like an authentic person will also appreciate me in my authentic state. So I would say that is probably one of the top things. And it's not something, it's something you you learn in time when you get to know somebody. That's not something you're going to know on a first date. So that takes some time to to glean from a growing relationship. Um, I need someone who knows that they want to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like... It used to be like, oh, I want a guy who's funny. Of course. Everybody knows me, knows I like to laugh. I would laugh at myself. You ain't got to tell me no jokes. But I need you to know that you want a mate. So a big, another big quality is that do you see yourself as a, you know, an exclusive partner to someone? Because if that's not something that you see for yourself, it doesn't make you any less of a great guy. But you're not an, a candidate for me. And um, I do need an emotional avail- emotionally available partner. Mm. I think that one of the things that I've learned over this dating available life. Available and vulnerable for me. Exactly. And emotional availability and vulnerability, yes, go in hand in hand. Because I'm not saying that I need him to you know cry when we're watching power or something (laughs) i need for him to you know be in touch with the fact that you need to be able to knowing how you feel makes it much easier much more easy to communicate it and then so we'll both we there won't be any any gray area and how we feel we're, we'll you know i think that's one of the things that blocks a lot of people and not just guys they're emotionally unavailable women too mm. um but i would say those are probably the three most driving factors right now for me you know be authentic especially if you're 35 plus i mean you can spend a lot of time with yourself know who you are um <sighs> Know that you want to be in a relationship. Know that you want to be a you know a long term partner. Know that you want to be a husband, um, and you know emotionally available. Um, emotion be emotionally available. Be vulnerable and be okay with that. And know that that doesn't take anything away from you being a man. You know. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. So yes. we're just gonna go ahead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go quickly into Bird Confession, which are rapid-fire questions. You okay. Ah. Do I have a buzzer? No, no. Okay, fine. okay. Okay, so what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? I'm a peacock. You know I love peacocks. Ah, ah. 
You are the classiest of the birds. No, I just think they're pretty. Okay. <laughs> okay, so favorite ratchet song? Uh, Money to Blow. Okay. Which can get the ass first, street pharmacist or gangbanger? Street pharmacist. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Who would you fuck? Who would you fuck? Do you know Migos very well? I mean, I know who they are. I'm not okay. cool. So you're not. So you don't. I know the one that's married. That's getting married to Cardi B. Okay. So you don't know what the other two look like, though. No, I couldn't tell <laughs> you. Okay. Knuck we'll we'll if you buck or back that ass up. Knuck if you buck. Ooh, now later the Jolly Ranchers. Now later. Keisha Cole or K Michelle. K Michelle. Okay. Really? You know what though? But the reason being is because. I I I love both of their music, but I I feel like I get more personality from K Michelle. Like her energy comes through a little bit more. Like Keisha is dope, but, but I just I haven't like she's not a, like when I think in my you know you know you those celebrity friends in your head. Yeah. I don't think of Keisha. I think she keeps a low profile to the point where you don't really know. Yeah, she's chill, but I would still say like yeah, if we had to go to like a late barbecue. night with late night wings, it would be with K. That's fair. That's fair. Jocelyn or Cardi B? Ooh, Cardi. Okay. Cardi. Love and hip-hop or basketball-wise? Love and hip-hop. All right. Bundles or wig? A wig, because I don't got nothing to, to, sew, to sew to. I'm like, you know, I'm a shorty. Amber Rose or Kim Kardashian? Amber, all day. All day. I love day. you, mother. I love you. Fuck it up. Um, so, ass implants or lipo? Which... which now think of you. I want you to be a bird. So which one is you getting? You My thing is like, I'd rather take out than put in. So I guess I'll see. Okay, so where you getting your lipo in DR Columbia? Ooh, I don't know. There, I'm scared of. Le- Can I do the states? No, nah, because birds don't do it in the states. Oh my they God. do it. I forget. I'm supposed to be thinking in the like. Bir- yes, I want you to. Just- All right, Columbia is really beautiful. Though. I could turn it into a long, ra- long like vacation. Okay, I would love right. to see. You know. Yes. Vacation in Columbia. See, that, you are you are um high class. You know? Bird. I mean you gotta kill, That's why you kill. a peacock. Yes, you a peacock. That's <laughs> Do they you. have peacocks in Columbia? <laughs> I cannot. I, I, I feel like they're native there. Okay, keep going. Baby fat, apple bottoms, or J Lo. Ooh, I feel like Okay, baby fat. Okay, okay. Acrylic or regular manicure? Regular manicure. Of course, so. Can we say gel? Okay, gel. Oh, I would say yeah, gel. Okay, gel. <laughs> I'm fine with gel. Let's do it. So after smashing, after, oh my God. after smashing, do you take an Uber or a Lyft? This is your bird, you. I, you know what? Because, wait, Uber doesn't surge later. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would say I would Uber. Okay. Um, Pool. IG model or yeah, <laughs> IG model or video vixen. Uh, I'm a I, you know I'm old school. I'm video vixen. Yes, come on, you better be a Melissa forward. I'm I'm shave a throw, room or yeah. ball alert. Shave room. Okay, tiger or safari, bird you. Who you smashing? Tiger. Or oh my god, I feel like safari would be just so much more fun. He makes me laugh. I'm gonna take some tiger off because ain't nobody pick tiger. The reason and be, I wouldn't like, even pick tiger. I'll so. be honest. I just want to like. I think Safari's just hilarious. Just I think he just would entertain me. Um, yeah. Plus, I, I feel he, like I would break tiger. I don't know I'm that sure much about tiger. He's skinny. Okay, so 
Last one. Plan. Now this is you. You a bird? Plan B or prayer? Child. Eh, eh, eh. You talking about that? The pill you give them? Yeah, yeah. Plan B oh or prayer? Oh my god! I well, I am pro choice. So let's talk to the Plan B. Okay. All right. All right, so that was bird confessions. That's our rapid fire round. Oh my god! <laughs> a flamingo? No, no, like f- peacock confessions. <laughs> so okay, yeah. so who's your zaddy of the week? My zaddy of the week. Oh my god! I've been crushing on him like since I've been kind of trolling his Instagram. Yes, I do that. Is Sammy? Ah, ah. Have you seen Sammy is a, Sammy is Sammy is out here. Oh my god. Okay, so I may be late to the party, no, it's which fine. is not a lot of people have been crushing on Sammy Honey, which months. is not, you know, as usual, I'm not cool. Um but first of all, he crept up on my Instagram. Then he has this song that is just really like I can't listen to this song. It just like it's just it's dangerous. And that beard, like Sammy, beard, I remember the beard, Sammy, the beard, beard the and, and he has a really nice body. He's he's a beautiful man. I think that he's, I mean, he's clearly grown. I don't know how old he is. But the last time I saw Sammy, and the funniest thing, his new album cover has a picture mm-hmm. from when he was a little boy. That's who I remember yeah. with the Word Up magazine posters. I'm like, yo, where did this brother come from? And he all, he's like a R&B lumberjack. I'm like I, I, I already love a Jack. He got this beard. Sammy, if you're listening, I live in Harlem. I'm single. Back you on know, the prowl. Back on the prowl. No, I mean no. Sammy is who is my is my zaddy of the week. Okay. Um. Okay. So my zaddy of the week because I've been watching 911 with Angela Bassett. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's so good. So I watched the first episode last night. Um, it's Rockman Dunbar of Soul uh, Food fame. Um, Let me just talk to Rockman has been fine since been fine since been, been fine. fine. Mm, mm, mm. He is young. And 911, he's gay. Stop Even though he's married to Angela, he comes out. So you trying to do a walk on role? <laughs> Let me explain something to you. <laughs> Rockman, Rockman is beautiful. Rockman and Rockman look like he nasty too. He look like he a th- oh. class. Like he gonna ask you. I cannot deal with you. He gonna ask you before he like spank you. But then he gonna spank you real hard. He's a grown, he has that grown man swag. I mean, he's clearly a grown man, but I mean, he's always had that, you know, look like he'll take the trash out, pick up an economy pack of paper towels, Ah, 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 you know. Not the economy paper towels. No, I mean, like, I just see him, you know, pulling that out the back of the SUV with one hand. You know, like he looks like a yeah. He's he's a he looks like a husband. Like come on, husband, come through, husband Dunbar. <laughs> so who is? So then we do our bad bitch Hall of Fame, which is one woman okay. you feel like deserves her flowers. So who's your who's your who's your bad bitch? I I I'm breathtaking and like literally like I just can't stop with Tiana Taylor. Like Ooh, yes. she Tiana's first of a good all. Choice. I'm like, not sure I'll she's keep, been cho- chosen so far. I'll just give it to you. Like, Ooh. I'm not, like, I'll, I, I'm i a spectator, so I don't know anything about this woman beyond what, you know, we see on social media and in the media. But first of all, her, her she age. is about this big. She's a very small, statured woman, but she has so much presence. And her beauty is one thing, like, that I'm breathtaken by her. But, like, the way she is with her husband and her daughter, and they just seem like such a strong 
unit, yeah. you know, and she's a very, very powerful presence. She's just bad. And I'm like, her, what is it? Her workout plan or she has mm-hmm. like the and then she has like i mean she's just like the way she slayed fashion week like she, she just i just i'm like come just just come through on my timeline and just sit me down because i just i take a minute every time i scroll past something with her in it because yeah that face her voice oh my god people then forgot aside from her body no that she She's is an totally amazingly talented singer and her definitely. voice is beautiful so she deserves all the flowers uh, edible arrangement. Yeah. Um, See, that's yeah. why. I, that's why I love you because not only do you get flowers, you give edible arrangements. Yeah, really I mean, let her get some dip pineapple, please. I think she would ag- agree that that's a healthy snack. I cannot. Okay, <laughs> so mine's keeping the nine one one theme is Angela Bassett all day. My favorite actress. She back to the short hair. Oof. Angela is just. Mm. And it's the way every time Angela looks at it, like when her serious face when acting, when she gives like that face, I'm just like, ooh, like Angela just make me want to like I feel like Angela real aggressive in the bedroom too. Like Well, I feel her like she- husband is I would say Courtney Vance is her husband, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. He gives me he's another one that gives me like grown man vibes, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem like the most aggressive kind of dude. So Probably maybe you're right. Maybe the the balance is that she's the aggressor. I don't know, but she's just bad, and I, I believe that she sleeps in some type of preservation chamber because she hasn't aged since 1995. Ah, ah. She has not. No, no. Because she came out with the 911 with this short haircut like Bernadette, exactly. looking like Bernadette, straight off of the, you know, Blessed. Blessed. waiting to exhale premiere red carpet, like Blessed. come through. So, okay, so that. That's it. That's it. So I'm going to conclude now. So in honor of 2018, I'm all about the good Bussy vibes. Now, Bussy, once again, is for you who don't know. Oh, my God. Bussy is butt and pussy. Um, I didn't guess that. I have good Bussy. Oh, my Um, Jesus. You might have good Pussy or you might have good Dussy. I don't know. Um, Oh, my goodness. Because whatever letter you want to (laughs) put along with Pussy. Um, So for you heterosexual listeners out there, you might have good Dussy. Um, Nonetheless, I'm all about sending good Dusty out there. So part of that will either be like a quote or just a poem or something I read. So right now I'm in love with Alex L on Instagram. If you do not know who that is, follow her. She's amazing. She gives like affirmations and poems and all this stuff. So there's this poem that has spoken to me recently. I'm going to read it real quick. Okay. You will break yourself open for people who don't feel you. You will love yourself down for people who won't lift you up. You will stop and move mountains for those who 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 walk past you and then you will learn that reciprocity isn't synonymous with love but neither is suffering alex l so that was big for me Uh, because i think part of like the last year but also just part of my journey in healing has been the understanding that you do not have to suffer and love does not have to be hard and for so mm -hmm. long i thought that love had to be a struggle it had to be a struggle it had to be like tears to get to the greatness which usually you still don't even get to the greatness Mm because if it's a struggle the whole time that breakdown the build up is not real yeah yeah no no sometimes it works i want to be sometimes it works every once in a while (sighs) we ain't all keisha dior though or Keisha K or let's be clear. We ain't all gonna have we all ain't gonna get the quality Gucci man at the end. So 
let that be clear. So that yeah. is my good bussy vibes. Just remember that, y'all, that, you know, reciprocity is not synonymous with love, but neither is suffering. And I would like to close out the show by thanking Dre. Thank, thank you, Dre, you. for coming. Ow. Ew. And thank you guys for listening. Um, see you guys on episode eight, 30 something. Bye. Bye. <laughs>